This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing. But to myself, that goes without saying. But what dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, It's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So see McDonald's.com for full details. Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It is Sunday the 29th of Jan. We're near the end of the first month of the year. Where's that gone? And we're here to talk about yesterday where we all went down to Cheltenham. It finished Cheltenham nil, Vale nil. Fair to say it wasn't a classic, but it's a point on the road. And I'm joined by Johnny and Tom. Johnny, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Like I said, point on the road. Draw your away games, win your own games. Happy days, innit? So, let's, let's see what happens at the weekend now. Yeah, yeah. And Tom, cracking day out on the fumbles, wasn't it? Oh. The worst part today was probably the football, which I it was. was as bad as some people are making out. But cracking day, didn't we? Yeah, we did have a great day. Yeah, to be fair, it was a very, it was more of the one enjoyable ones. Um, it's a personal favourite of mine, anyway. Uh, Cheltenham. Um, but yeah, no, we had a brilliant day out. Really good laugh. Uh, just, just what I needed. Yeah, and I know friend of the show Jamie Kyle says one of his best away days. He really enjoyed it. And obviously, <laughs> we'll get on to the game, but we went to the pub and had a few ales. Keep up the ale parts. A few, a few too many. They had got Doom Bar on Tewkesbury. We went. Cracking yeah. pine to do on a game of darts, Tom. We did have a game of darts. Uh, a, a game of darts that I probably should have kept my mouth shut earlier on. Probably. Say, when, when I wasn't losing, saying that the loser buys the shots, because then yeah. I went on to lose and had to buy the shots. Yeah, we so, ended up having two games of killer, and first game, Tom's not losing, says loser buys the shots. Like, oh, okay. So it comes to it, I left out a ball for someone. No one hit it, so come back round to me. I got six darts to hit out a ball to win the opening game. I hit out a ball with the first dart. The pub's celebrating, I'm celebrating. <laughs> there was bedlam in the pub. 30 seconds later, as I'm still celebrating, the dart falls out. That was uh, that was probably the highlight of my day, if I was honest. And 
as I hadn't retrie- retrieved it, you're all like, no, you didn't retrieve the dart. Yeah. Doesn't count. So I got five more darts and ended up hitting it anyway. So Tom got the baby Guinnesses in. And then it's a be a miss because I know he'll kill me if I don't say it. The last game, Jamie Kyle, friend of the show, ended on all three lives and he just couldn't miss anything. Even Treble 11 was left at one point and he hit it. Everyone else seemed to get worse with drink, whereas Jamie got better. Yeah. Which yeah. was frustrating. But <laughs> cracking day out and then on to the football, which, as we say, I don't think was as bad as everyone's made. Well, as some people have made out, Johnny, I think we were the better side and what wasn't a classic. And probably if the, any side was going to win the game, if we got a strike on the pitch, we'd have won the game. I don't, I don't really think we need a striker on the pitch. I don't know. I don't know how much them baby Guinnesses affected Tom's judgment, but um, I'd reread your Twitter from last night saying Rory Holden looked like he was a decent player. No, he I said he. I said he did all right when he come on. He missed from two yards out. In your state, with your knees, after your baby Guinnesses, you put that in. Just let it in the face, especially when you're five foot five. Like, it just, yeah, I, but yeah, it's it was frustrating yesterday. We, I have I have put in the tweet that he should have scored. <laughs> yeah, it was frustrating. I think like. Because as soon as Proctor come on, I know he was only on for about seven minutes, but we stopped getting the ball down the wings and trying to get it in the box. So that 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 was a bit annoying. But point gained, didn't it? That's that. It's probably in Beza Bingo. Um, what was it? Two points dropped over the two games now versus them. How did we do with home? We drew two all, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, probably two points dropped over the two games. It'd have probably had us three at home, one away. Yeah. So, still so. puts us eight points above where we should be for better bingo. And by my reckoning, we're now 14 points off safety. And by that, 14 points off 50 points. Yeah. I think that's what, that's what we're looking at, isn't it, now? Yeah. Do you think, question for you both, and I know, Johnny, you've got questions for us as we go on, so hopefully I'm not stepping on your toes here because we haven't talked about the questions because we just won't come out with it and see how it comes out. Question for you both. When Andy Crosby did the press conference before the Portsmouth game, get the sentiment of what he was saying, but by talking up players being championship players and we've got aim for the top six, did that have the effect of raising expectation from the fans? Um, I think some of our fans have unrealistic uh, expectations regardless. Um, I do, I do think it was a strange statement to come out with at the time when he came out with it. Um, but I don't know. It's a difficult one for me that I'm not, um, I'm not too sure. And I get it. You don't want to come out in your press conference when you're being questioned and say, do you know what? Actually, we're more than happy to finish mid-table this season. You won't come out and why? set no, expectations high. Well, why, though? Like, because at the start of the season, if, if we would have come out and said, we will be ecstatic with finishing mid-table, 99% of the fan base would have turned around and gone, yeah, yeah, we would. But Agreed. I, I, I don't see why now, at this point in the season, you can't turn around and say, We'd be happy with it. Yes, push the players. I think saying it in January and then signing one lad from Forest, who we will get on to because obviously it was an underwhelming signing, but based on 90 minutes, we could have a gem. Could, because 
one one swallow doesn't make a summer, does it? But um, I, I I just think that it was a strange time to 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 put the pressure on, mm. like and Jan, in January was it more of a look at where these players have come from, we're open to offers, or was it more a we're not gonna we're not bringing anyone in, and was that the first inkling of we're not gonna really be bringing anyone in, so. Let's lay down the gauntlet that these lads have got six months to earn themselves a contract of a team that potentially wants to go north. Do you think at that stage in January, and question for you both, it was a case of we're not bringing anyone in, or do you think something changed after that? Because at the start of the window, we were talking about bringing in three or four quality players, and all the press conferences were, and now the talk is we'll only bring in a player if he falls right. So do you think something has changed behind the scenes that has changed that philosophy? Or is it a case of actually, do you know what? We've lost to Peterborough. We lost to Derby. And now we've got enough to stay up and finish mid-table. If we bring anyone in, we're probably not realistically going to breach the playoffs. So why waste money now? For me, I think it was more a case of we saw the money that other teams had ended up spending to bring in the sort of player that in my opinion, we need to improve because you look at, I'm not, Ipswich have spent three and a half, four million this window. Mm. So they're, they're, not, they're not in our, our, our shopping basket. Like you look at Bolton, the Cameron Jerome. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It was mutually terminated. But when that happens, that means that he's going to be on a wedge a weekend. So he's not, he's not moved to Bolton for 1500 quid a week, has he? No, not at all. Then, then they've signed Victor Adebayo from Burton, which the release clause was believed to be about 300k. Right. And they also signed the lad that impressed all of us, as I remember, when we played Cheltenham at home. The lad that was on loan from Southampton, was it, or Bournemouth? He was on loan from one of them, that Andulu. Yeah. He's the, gone Bolton as well. Yeah, he's gone Bolton as well, yeah. That's what I mean. So like, maybe they've looked at that, the fact that Plymouth brought in six players very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it seems everyone around us, barring Derby realistically, have flashed a bit of cash like above us. And the sort of money that they've spent has been money that we just we couldn't sustain. So we'd be gambling on spending two, three hundred K maybe on two, two, three players on the gamble that they'd be taking us up because we're not taking a striker that scored 10, 10 goals in half a season from another club in our league. We're potentially not taking one that scored 10 goals in the league below because a lot of teams will be looking. Chesterfield were touting that Shamanga at like 400 K. I, you you look at long staff that's at Notts County scoring goals. They're going to want five six hundred for him, aren't they? Because he's he's of a decent age. So you actually sit there and look at it and go, "Well, you're taking a punt on someone then that's got four or five goals in the in the te- in the in the sort of hope that they get six or seven in the back end." So uh, yeah, so I'm rambling a little, but yeah, I just think that fair enough. For- for me, to sum it up, that they've looked at what everyone else has done and thought, if we get the pitch right, because on TalkSport, Andy Holt was on talking about um, Accrington playing Leeds in the FA Cup 
and one of the comments made to him was you should have got some sheep down to to wreck the pitch a little bit and and kick some divots up and he turned around and went oi that cost me 600 grand last year so mm. if, if that's the case and it's cost accurate than 600 grand for that pitch that's the ballpark figure in so do you spend 600 grand on let's say because we know they're out of contract at the end of the year you spend 600 grand in summer on Hedlacky, Cole Stockton and a another to improve the team now for six months, but we finished 10th or do you save that, that money, put it all on the pitch and you've got a new budget for next year. Anyway, that's the sort of, it's a, a conundrum because neither's, neither's right or wrong, but one risks the future more than the other, in my opinion. Definitely, and it's all about having a sustainable club and it that is there forever for us. We don't want to be in a position like we've all been in in his lifetime. Some will remember the administration under Bally, which I remember, and then obviously the administration under Bally in 2001, and then that fat twat from Coventry threatening put us in liquidation. So, you know, none of us won't be in that position. So, yeah, I think it's the right thing for the club, but that's probably more of a conversation for Wednesday when we do the pod. Let's get on with yesterday's game. So the team come out, Johnny, and your message short and sharp was, is Tom pissed? So what were your thoughts on that? What? <laughs> what were my thoughts on is Tom pissed? Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that wasn't what your message said. Your message said, plant to score the winning, question mark. Let's see what Donnelly has about him. Worrying to see Jones, Pep, Meepo all out the squad. Front three have got to perform like versus Derby now. So that was yeah. your thoughts. Yeah. It's, do you know what? Like, seeing Plenty and Tommy in there was quite quite nice. Was it a Daryl Clark stubborn act where he's gone, why the fuck would I develop your kids when we've got two of our own that we can we could potentially sell on for money if they get the right sort of game time, etc. So let's put them on the bench and maybe put them in the shop window longer term rather than loaning someone and them not being any better than we've got? Or was it a case of Meepo, Jones, Pet, Willow, Arison are all injured at the minute and that's what we've got? Mm. What do you think, Tom? Or was to Daniel yeah. Clark going, mean, I've got no money for bring anyone in. I'm going to put our youth players on the bench. I think, I think it was... I don't it depends on if the other lads were obviously dropped or whether they were carrying knocks or if there was other reasons why they weren't in the squad. Uh, and he's literally got nobody else to put on the bench. Um, I probably would like to see them get a little bit more game time. I don't know whether they're ready for it yet. And I probably I can only make that decision by seeing them. Mm. Um, but obviously uh, with that as well I've got to trust Daryl Clark's judgement on that as well because if anybody's going to know if they're ready or not it's him definitely, definitely. Um, he did say in the post match think... he said Jones was injured but he right. said nothing about Meepo and Pet yeah. now if Pet's been bombed out yes he was poor when he came on v Derby but that seems harsh for all the good performances he has had yeah it's um, I, I don't think I can't. I can't see that he's dropped his vice captain straight out of the squad just because of one bad performance. Yeah, I'm with you. I can't my, see that at all. 
my only thing about it is that his interview after Derby where he spoke about the players looking in the mirror and can they hold their head up high and it's he, he insinuated that the starting eleven could, but maybe there were questions about the others. And I, I get what you're saying, but if, if if they've had the kind of discussion and I'm not saying he would, but if Petty's turned around and gone, I haven't done anything wrong there, what what do you expect me to do? And it's pissed him off that way, and maybe it's a, a learning curve. If he's injured, then he's injured. If he's been dropped out for then he hasn't done anything other than be a bit shit against Derby, then it is harsh. So, yeah, I, I think this is where, not not knocking the bloke here, but this is where Simon Humphreys isn't the best person to have asking the questions because you Bowers knows a bit more about it and maybe would have asked about Pet, Pet and Meepo as well. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, while we're on it, rating for the manager and the coaching staff for yesterday, Johnny. got to go on yesterday's performance and it's seven, do you know what I mean? It's like the 11 he put out worked hard for each other. The subs were the subs were kind of needs must again. Um, Proctor's frustrating me because if he can only do 10 minutes, then leave him at home until he can do half an hour. Do you know what I mean? Like you're you're risking him more by asking him to do 10 minutes in my opinion than you are leaving him at home until he's had a couple behind closed doors, had a couple of weeks training and, and whatnot behind him. But yeah, he was, he's done what he can, hasn't he? Yeah. Tom? Uh, yeah, I thought seven's pretty fair. We, we've, uh, you know, I don't think at any point we were uncomfortable in the game. Um, subs wise. Yeah. I mean, at first, I thought the Rory Holden one was a bizarre one, but I, I, I did actually think he had a decent game. Um, whether Johnny thinks thinks that or not is a is a different kettle of fish. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I think all in all, decent, yeah. decent, a decent setup from him. Yeah, and I'm with you. I thought Holden did well when he came on, but yes, probably should have scored. But. There we go. Uh, stats from the game then. Cheltenham, 39% possession to Vale, 61. Total shots, 12 for Cheltenham, 14 for Vale. On target, three from Cheltenham, four from Vale. Um, clear-cut chances, it says one for Cheltenham, none for Vale. And corners, four for Cheltenham, six for Vale. Yeah, so, the, the clear-cut clear chance for Cheltenham was the one that Connolly put on the plate for and wanted it. Do you think it's that one? Or I seem to remember Stevens making another very good save, and we'll get on to Stevens now because he's the goalie. And I thought he had a great game. And yeah, there was that one that Donnelly did, Eddie across and kind of fell straight to Alfie May. And I thought he made another good save where he flew across the goal and it kind of hit him. But great reactions from the keeper, Johnny. Yeah, there was. There was, and I thought Stevens. Stevens has obviously been listening to the pod. Um, you you asked for match-winning performances from your goalkeeper, and we've had two in two now. Agree. The the, the save, the second half save was bloody brilliant. He's, he's made himself massive. He's he's, he's flung himself across. Um, May should be doing better, and if it's the other way round, I'm I'm lambasting our strikers for it. But it's great goalkeeping. Um, he's he's kicking still a bit shit, but I don't think that's ever going to change. So I'm kind of. 
kind of like just letting that slide a little bit now because there's no point keep moaning about it. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought he was, he was decent. The one little shaky bit was of the cat header where he kind of just come and just let, he, let his body, like let it hit his body, but could he have done more? I don't really know. Um, but yeah, overall, good performance from Jack and a, an 8 out of 10 for me because that save was amazing, that save was. And I think you watch it back, it's it's so it's so reactional that it's, it, that, 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 that saves us the point for me. Yeah, I'm with you. Carlo Nash is working his magic with him. Tom? Yeah, yeah, Johnny's bang on the money there. That Again, the only thing that I think was frustrating me the most with him was uh, when he came out and went with his chest rather than his hands. Um, but and end of the day, it didn't go in. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to punish him for a goal that we haven't conceded. Um, but yeah, all in all, decent, decent, uh, a decent... Decent performance by him. Yeah, and for those wondering what bit Tom was on about, then he's on about the cast at the back where they come out with his chest, not his hands. That's the part where we all had Arsenal's mouths. But yeah, great performance from Jack Stevenson. You all know me by now. I'll change me view on a player if they start performing as I did with Garrity. And Stevens been excellent the last two games. Really, really good performances from him. Tom, you next. And on the right of the back three, another one who I thought had a great performance for me was Lewis Cass. Yeah, uh, solid, solid, um, solid Dave Cass. That's two decent games he's had in a week for me. Um, looks like he may have had a little bit of a rocket up his arse in order to, um, you know, to to, to p- improve his performances, should we say. Uh, and he just looks a little bit steadier than he has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went through a little bit of a spell of looking really nervous on the ball. Um, and obviously, he gives us that aspect of being able to. He's a bit more of an attacking centre half than um, so, so, some of the other centre halves at the club. Um, but yeah, really, all all round decent day for Cass. I would I would say a seven. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, I'm with you there. Seven. I thought he. Do you know what? I thought he was brilliant. I thought that's the sort of Lewis Cass that you want to see week in week out. He. He won. He won his battle really well against their their, their young lad who was who was big. Um, he he was play, linking up really well with Waza. He he did all the simple stuff and he put in a few really good defensive challenges as well. So I was more than happy with Cass and, and I'm I'm happy that he's proving me wrong because obviously like a couple of people have said that he's my little boo boy and stuff like that, and which he is because I don't think he was up to the standard of the other signings that we've made that have been playing more, uh, well, not been playing as much as him, maybe, but he's been fantastic these last two, so long may it continue. Yeah, with you both on that thought, he was absolutely excellent, and maybe Will Forrester being back fit is what he needs to push him on, and I'd love to see Will on the side as well, so I don't know how we get to that. Um, Johnny, you next in the middle was out Captain Smudgy. Yeah, did I give Cass a rating then? Because Goodwin you did, you gave him seven. You did, you so gave him a seven. I've made, I've made a note to, to make sure I do it, so I was just checking because I don't want to get shouted at by Matthew on Monday. No one wants to be shouted at by Matthew. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, um, Smudger, I thought good performance from Nath. You know, the, it, was one, it, was, it was a difficult one for him at times. Um, some people might want to close their ears, but... Um, 
they allowed him to have the ball um, and they picked up everyone else and he, he dilly-dallied on it a couple of times and you just thought maybe just be that little bit quicker, but defensively he was spot on. I'm not sure about the, in the second half where he was having a bit of a scrap with their lad and Smithy ended up on the floor. Um, and the ref had already spoke to him both about holding at the corner and stuff like that. So I'm not sure if refs are more aware of it now with, with what Smithy's been doing or if they were just doing it really obviously between the both of them. Um, but I want that continue with Smithy. I think it, it really helps us. He's a little shit houser. He does. I think the fact that he he, he disrupts is, is really good. And it was a solid, a solid defensive performance by by Smithy. Um, so yeah, so it's another seven. But something something needs to give when we're playing teams like that. When he has got the ball at his feet. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Uh... But bang on again, Johnny. Um, I think he he prefers it a lot more when obviously like uh, the likes of Funzo are in front of him because when he has got the ball, Funzo will try and come and take it off him uh, a little bit more um, than others, uh, so he can help that can that can help him. And defensively solid, uh, won all his headers and and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's a decent decent. Another decent performance, decent day for the defenders, really. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I thought the defence as a whole were excellent. And Tom, it's you first, but Johnny, you've got a question you want to ask us, which we haven't, don't know what he says yet. On Donnelly. Yeah. Um, so the, the the question was, how embarrassing for Dan Jones would it have been if the long throw where Garrity flicks it on, like we scored from. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I didn't. We, we, were just, we were just talking about it in the ground, in, in the ground when he took the first one, and it caused a bit of mayhem. And I, and I, and I said then in the ground, I was just like, Do you know, I was like, how bad is it if a new lad comes in and we score from a long throw? Because we like, I'm not knocking Jonesy here, um, but Connolly's throws for me seemed very accurate and Donnelly, went into Connolly, not Connolly, yeah. Connelly. <laughs> Whatever. He's, he's like, this is like your brown sword. <laughs> so, but yeah, Donnelly, his throws seemed a lot more accurate than Jonesy's did and didn't, maybe that's because he didn't end up in the keeper and they weren't as long as Jonesy's. But yeah, that, that was the question. They, um, um, I noticed he looped the head, like the throws more than, more than Jonesy. Jonesy's were a bit more, were very flat, whereas Donnelly seemed to, it's almost like throws it up as well, uh, throws it up as well as long. Um, so I, I don't know if, I, 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 personally I wouldn't, I can't remember which one's more difficult to defend. Yeah, I, uh, I'd have thought nothing of it to be honest, I'd have just thought, when a throw in like Jones just goes into the box, I'm not looking at Jones as the problem, I'm looking at the players attacking it as the problem. Hmm. I, I think it would have just been coincidental that that was the one that the players decided to attack and put in myself. <laughs> or, just think that, or, do, or do you think, like, and the second bit of the question was, do you think because Jones was injured that they've actually spent a bit of time thinking, well, what what's plan B? Maybe. Um, maybe, yeah. Maybe. 
I doubt we, it, but maybe. Uh, no, he, signed, he was on the bench, wasn't he? I was going to say, did we sign him thinking that about Jones's injury, but he played no, Tuesday, didn't he? So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, for me, it would have just been purely coincidental, and I'd have thought nothing of it. But the point I wanted to make on Donnelly before we get to your thoughts on him, Tom, is that I've heard a few people say how impressive was it for a 19-year-old making his league debut, blah, blah. And I get why people are saying that and fully appreciate the sentiment. If that was a 29-year-old that we'd signed that had played 400 league games coming and putting a performance like that, we'd still be saying what a great performance. Yeah, I I, uh, I thought he was brilliant. Um, a mature performance from him. Um, he's tidy. He's not afraid to have the ball. Which obviously is uh, huge credit to the, the coaching side of things at, at Forest. Um, there was countless times when uh, I think they tried to switch the play, and he just he won the headers, and it wasn't just a I'm going to get rid of this header. It was a I'm going to feed Mal Benning or it's going to get it into Gavin Massey. Also, it was it was a directed header every time. Yeah. Um, and then I think did he make a a decent interception somewhere along the line? I think he hooked one back over, tried to hook one back over his head. I think one or twi- once or twice. Um, but yeah, very very solid uh, debut. And if that's if there's more of what what's to come, I, I if he you know he can put performances like that in, then I I, I see it as a as we've almost upgraded Connor Hall. Yeah, reads the game very well done, mm. Johnny. He does. And I think, John, I'll tell you what really impressed me about him. The first two or three things he did, he completely mistimed. Like, within the first couple of minutes, the couple of balls just went over his head and he completely mistimed them. But he got his head down, he got himself back in position, he went and won the ball back, and he grew and grew and grew in confidence. And he looks... It, like what One game, but he looks a solid acquisition. And a lad that... It wasn't afraid of have a pop either. Um, decent, decent effort. I'm not 100% convinced it was it'd go in, but it's forced the keeper into a save, and then, and then you, you you're at that stage where you've got a corner from it. So that that's all good. And defensively, he looked good, and it was. I think Tommy just said it was a mature performance, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and a, a, so, a solid solid seven. Um, I think we all know he's going to have harder games than that to play in, but that's the standard now he's set and going at it every game for us. Yeah, thing will be interesting. Wickham will be interesting because obviously Sam Vokes is a completely um, different type of striker, isn't he? Yeah. So that'll be interesting if he starts because we 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 all know that when Smithy was coming through, people like Akin Fenwar would just go. He is that kid. Let's go and play on him and let's see what he's got about him. Yeah. So it's 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 not a negative. It's it's what good good old professionals do. Go go and bully the child, the, the person that they they think they can. So that'll be an interesting one if he retains his place. Yeah. Um, and, and he should for me. You want, nothing, nothing's a guarantee with Clark though, is it? Yeah. <laughs> There'll be yeah. six bloody changes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But we'll see. We'll see. And then Johnny on to the right of the midfield, two hundredth appearance for the Vale. What a servant he's been in. Good game again for me, especially first half, was he? You reckon he's got another 200 in him? I don't want to ever, <laughs> I don't ever see him leave. He's going to be an old man to replace him, he really is. I just, 
him and Cass, like he he seems he seems to coach Cass through. Like he's always talking, he's always pointing, and it, there was a stage as well in in the second second half where. No, in the first half, sorry, where he went on a bit of a mazy little little run, took 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 himself pretty much up front, and then he was screaming at Butterworth as he was running back to to, to cover him, and he he was organising where Butterworth should be whilst getting back into position himself, and I was like, Do you know, that just shows the sort of player that Dave Worrell is, that he's a leader, and it's something that we probably haven't, like I know I haven't, I haven't really. I've kind of taken it for granted that Dave Worrell's a good player, but the other side of his game, the fact that he is, like I say, a leader and he's played 200 games for us and a further 200 odd for others and, and whatnot. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's great. I think what, what my only downside to, to Worrell's performance is that I still think he's five yards too deep, um, especially against, um, against Cheltenham, I think it would have been nice to see him a bit further forward and getting some balls into the box. But it was, yeah, good, good Dave Worrell performance and for me, solid, solid seven. Tom, yeah, the uh, nail on the head again. Another good performance from him. Uh, it's it's almost like you, you get to the point and you think to yourself, oh, is he, this was a winding down a little bit as a player now, is he, you know, is he coming towards the end? Are we going to start, are things going to start, you know, is he going to start doing different things? Is, is his legs going to go, et cetera? And then he puts a performance, a decent performance in and he goes from strength to strength in the game. Um, And like Johnny said, you can see his leadership qualities and, and they don't, you don't pick them up. They're natural. Um, but yeah, solid, solid performance. Yeah, yeah, and it's no coincidence that that right side always looks more solid when he's on. Mm. Then it's not. And just I think whoever's playing with him, the leadership. Yeah, I think whoever's playing with him as well always looks better when he's when he's in front of him. Yeah, definitely. And then moving on, Tom, my man of the match. You wouldn't surprise me if all three's man of the match, Funzo Ojo. Yes, my man of the match as well. Thought he was brilliant. Uh, he's just classy, isn't he? He um he doesn't lose the ball like I said the other day. He gets in positions and I think, oh god, he's going to lose that, and then he he finds a way out of it. Um, just what we've is he? I don't know if what we've been missing is the right phrase, but definitely that quality in midfield we've been we've been lacking. Uh, yeah. Someone who's someone who's going to put the foot on the ball. Someone who's going to go and get it off the centre halves and not stand, just stand there ball watching. Yeah. No, um, and his fair. his defensive ability is fantastic. Yeah, Reedy, another one that yeah. reads very very well done. You can see what we missed for that three months while he was out, and God knows how many more points we may have picked up had he been fit. Yeah. So yeah, Johnny. Uh, has, I was giving him a on. seven. Sorry. Yeah. Go on, Johnny. Has he got the full house? Uh, no. Really? Oh, yeah. no, not for me. Um, and he's brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Um, he he gets an eight for me. I think he was he was spot on. Everything he does was was classy. Like you say, Tom, he wins the ball well. He he deals with it. He there was one stage where he was chasing down their their keeper again. 
um, getting getting himself about. He's got a he's got a right good engine on him, um, and he, he's just a class player. And it's going to be interesting to see Conlon's back in training this week. It's going to be interesting to see where him, Pet, um, and and whatnot fit in longer term. But yeah, fun, fun Funzo's top quality. Yeah, it, for me, it was a class above anything on that pitch and either side. But I'm guessing, Johnny, if Funzo's not your man in the match, I can only think of one other that could be. And that was his partner in the midfield, Ben Gaddis, because I thought them two together, they really striking up a great understanding and they complement each other really well, don't they? Yeah, that, well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's like what, what Funzo can't do, Garrity can do. And what Garrity, I'm not... I was, the, Neither of them can't. There isn't much they can't do. But you know what I mean. Like Garrett, Garrett's passing yesterday was brilliant. The switch that he put out to Warrell, for example, was was top quality. He's a workhorse. He gets himself about. It, yeah, he's my man of the match. Scores an eight. It's it was close between him and Jack. I thought them them three were 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 the standout players on the pitch. Um, what. I just, yeah, the, the Garrity Ojo combination is is at the mini exciting, and I'm sat there thinking, do you know what? If you just put Butterworth in in front of them pair, or put Tom Conlon in front of them pair, and get Har- Harrison and Willow back, or Proctor and Willow, or Proctor and Harrison, or Proctor and Meepo, Harrison and Meepo, whatever, like whatever combination of them four strikers we've got, um, like. You, we, we're on to something. So I was really happy. And I'm loving seeing Ben Garrity. Like, I won't say back to his best because I think this is a different version of Ben Garrity, but hitting the heights of last season in terms of praise. Yeah, Ben Garrity 2.0, I'd just say. Different player, does a different job, but God, he's exceeding in the job he's doing. Yeah. So yeah, moving on then, Johnny. I'll be interested on this one. Left side of the midfield should have given a penalty away. Mal Benning. Should have. <laughs> I don't know how he hadn't. No, Speed. I didn't. <laughs> cleaned him out, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Completely cleaned him out. <laughs> the, the thing that did it for me was three sides of the ground threw their arms up screaming and our side of the ground just went deathly silent. And that's when you know it's a penalty. Yeah. Because, like, when, you know, like, you know the half-arse chance from the crowd, don't you, and stuff like that. But, but when a whole stand goes silent and everyone else is going mental, it's a good indication that it was a penalty. And normally How, you get the shouts, don't you? Get up, or he's diving, and there was nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, see, our, our whole stand just went, <gasps> Yeah. And then, we all just were quiet for it felt like forever. If it, it must have been a good, only about ten seconds that everyone just like inhaled, and then to not hear the whistle or anything was really really odd. But it shouldn't have been. But we'll get onto it. We'll get onto the man in the middle at the end. Um, but yeah, Benning's performance wasn't vintage, Mal. It was all right. It, it was steady. It was six. There was nothing like the right hand side felt stronger in terms of the wing backs. The left hand side felt stronger in terms of in terms of wingers um, for me. But yeah, it's it's all right. He, he did he did what he needed to. Um, maybe he was I'm not saying 
hindered by Donnelly, but it's a new partnership, isn't it? You've got to you've got to strike up them things. So maybe he wasn't doing the things that he normally do because of that and being a bit conscious, or maybe it was just we know that Benning is is hit and miss. So he wouldn't be out of ale if he was a eight out of ten every week, would he? Do you know what I mean? He won't play in League One, so. Um, yeah, it was it was decent, but there wasn't there isn't anything other than the penalty that wasn't that that springs out to say. Do you know what that was really good, Mal? John. Yeah, I completely agree with Johnny. Uh, how it wasn't a penalty is beyond me. Um, it was it was a stupid stupid tackle to make, and I think had he given the penalty, I'd have, I'd have been really pissed off at him for it because it was a daft thing to do. Um, but like Johnny said, it was a bit. It was. It wasn't a bad performance, but it wasn't particularly. There wasn't anything, uh, anything of note. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so yeah, I think six that. is a fair result. Yeah, I'm with you both. And for me, if we can make one more signing this winter, if there's one more coming, I'd like it be that left wing back position. Not necessarily saying a starter, but someone that can push Mal because I do think he responds better when he's got competition. And we do know with Mal, he's either really good or generally really bad and I'm saying that after we've said he was okay but yeah. <laughs> you know I'd give that pen to I'm sure you'd have both been marking him less than six yeah 100% but I, I think I think it is the first time I think we've ever said that Mal's is is just he was he was okay yeah which which says a lot doesn't it which you don't mind six out of ten performances it's the if, if they're replacing the threes and the threes and twos but if they're replacing the sevens and eights that we've had from them, then that's the time to worry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just do think that's the position that if we can strengthen, that's the one. I know people will be screaming, no, best. what about the strikers? But Proctor's back now, and hopefully we can get a run out of them. Clark is telling us we're a couple of weeks away from having two very good strikers back. So I presume he's on about Harrison and Willow there and not Mipo. Um, and that's not a dig at me, because he did sound like one, didn't he? It wasn't a dig at me, but it was just... You are a bull bastard. Yeah, it was meant to be a dig at him, right? I do appreciate it come out like that. But yeah, it's so if, and it is an if, if we've got Proctor, Willow, Addison and Meepo, we have only got one left wing back, and that's the position for me. If we can strengthen before Tuesday, Flickers, it would be very nice to do so. Just get that competition for Matt. Uh, and then we move on to the front, guys. It's you first, Johnny, and on the right of the three, was O Butterworth? Yeah, so now now feels right like the right time to announce that we're in. We've replaced Brad Walker with with Dan we for have. the rest of the team um, as a sponsor. And as with Brad Walker, his performance is taken nosedive after we um, we spoke to him. So, Wait a minute, uh, he got he got on the pitch. So we should step forward on Brad Walker. <laughs> yeah, he is a step forward. But when Brad Walker finally got on the pitch, he was garbage against. Against Derby, so yeah, it's, yeah. it seems like it's like keep keep them boys away from us and um, start playing shite. But it wasn't quite shite, but it wasn't vintage Dan Butterworth, was it? We've we've seen him play a lot better than that. Um, nothing really seemed to stick, which is which is odd for Butterworth. It's that's the one thing for me that we've we've never really criticised that his first touch and the ability to just get the ball under control and stuff like that is has always been pretty much there or thereabouts, hasn't it? So it was it wasn't great by him. Um 
five for me. I think he was he was below par. Maybe he's set a high set a bar for us, but yeah, I just I, I just think he, he could have been better. Tom, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think we played a little bit too much in the air for me yesterday. I think, uh, and obviously when we do that, it doesn't really uh, help with players like Dan Butterworth because he's not an aerial bloke. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was. It was. It's the reason why he's playing in League One, isn't it? Um, that is because he puts a performance like Tuesday one week and then you have the Peterborough one the week before and then you have a bit of a bit of a mid-ranger. Um, but yeah, he tried. He tried. He, he, he There's very rarely a time when he doesn't he doesn't put it in. Um, but yeah, it just didn't really come off for him yesterday. Yeah, I think that's fair from you both. The effort was there. He just didn't as probably will be seen across the front three, just didn't quite come off for them. Tom in the middle of the front three was Gavin Massey. Again, there was a, a lot of huffing and puffing, but not nothing really coming of it. Um, their centre-half dealt with, didn't really let him get away with much. Um, just a, It looks to me like a player out of position. So, we need to get him back out wide if we can. And obviously, I appreciate that getting him back out wide means we have to get strikers fit or in. Um, yeah. So, yeah, a, a six from Gavin. Yeah, say. Johnny? Yeah, I can't, I can't argue with the six. I think it, were, it wasn't as good as the Derby performance. Um, it didn't seem to be as fired up. Um, as 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 he was versus Derby, um, but again, he, the, the effort was there. He was he, he played he played a nice bit of football with uh, politic and at, at one stage, and he was trying trying to put his body around. They had they had three big lads at centre half. Don't forget, so he was never air really going to be a threat. But he put it, he's put his body about. So it was it was it was okay, um, and will continue to be okay. Until until the the boys are back fit, yeah, with you both on that, tried his best out of position, and then the last one on the front, Johnny was Mister Politic. Yeah, um, six for Dennis as well. Same same as Gav. Um, I think the 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 one the little one two where where he got to the byline and then dinked the keeper was what we like see see Politic, and we touched on it on the pod, didn't we before? And that that's what Dennis likes as well. Um, is not necessarily blessed with pace, uh, but he seems to have five yards of acceleration about him. So it's a, another another decent performance from him, but just decent. So yeah, six. It, we we need we need them three, like one of them to 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 step up and in the next couple of games without without Willow Harrison or a fully fit Proctor. Tom, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and not be, obviously, too controversial on this. Um, uh, again, another game similar to Butterworth, where you know stuff wasn't really coming off for him. Um, but he did also, you know, he was he was involved in a lot of our stuff going forward. Um, 
but we need a. He's got to have an eight out of ten performance soon, because it's just there's there's too long going. It's going on too long with him not having a good game, like a really standout game for me. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You're waiting for him to take the game by the straw for the next one. Yeah, yeah. And I thought he was okay yesterday, but as you both say, he, he was okay. He was six out of ten. He nothing spectacular where he puts one in the top bin and wins you the game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You've got to say that the other the other two have had that this season as well, haven't you? Do you know, like they've had, they've had good games, but yeah. had, you know, the other week, uh, Gavin Massey's had he's had good games. He's had games where he's where he's won the game on his own. Um. I can't remember the home game, the one 0 Was it Morecambe? I think he's yeah, Morecambe. Wasn't yeah, it, it was. Yeah, Morecambe. Um, and I think that's, and I don't think it's too much to ask. No, I to have you know, to have a good game once in a while. Yeah, I mean, last season there was a few games where he won as one that there was Burton off the bench and the court. There was you know Leighton Orient off the bench. He sets one up, scores another, and added time. And we haven't quite had that this season, have we? No, and I don't. Uh, I don't know whether it's the standard of play we're playing against, um, whether it's confidence, whether he just hasn't had the rub of the green, or, or if he's just not quite up to it. Um, but like I said, I, I, this isn't a personal vendetta against him or anything like that. It's um, it's purely as I see it. Uh, yeah. It just there's, there's not the level isn't high enough consistently enough. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And moving on to ref watch then, I thought, for me, first off, I thought the ref had a good game. Didn't really notice him give the fouls that were fouls. No arguments first off. And I don't know what happened at half-time, but a different ref come out second off. Second off, it was absolutely diabolical. Obvious fouls he wasn't giving. Cards, when they should have been given, wasn't giving. And obviously, Mr. Stonewall penalty, which worked in our favour. But he did miss a Stonewall penalty. And I mean, there's that one where Mal gets bundled over and he gives a free kick against Mal. Yeah, well, that's for handball, isn't it? Yeah, he it, gave it for handball, but yeah. to me, Mal got shoved from behind. Yeah, well, he did that twice, didn't he, though? Yeah, he did well. it twice. Yeah. And I just, and there was one where, was it Funzo was pulled back? Yeah, Funzo was he pulled back. Foul, didn't he? he gave the foul. Yeah. So how can you not book once you've given the foul? And he's pulled back by his arm. It was quite funny. It wasn't just a, a genuine attempt for the ball. It was just the, I'm going to stop you from running now. Yeah, which, don't get me wrong, all play does that. We go, oh, that's a good foul giveaway, a good booking pickup. So it's not yeah. a knock on the Cheltenham lad because he's done what you'd want your own player to do. Don't like see, but you've got to do it because everyone does it. So I get why he's done it. How is that not a booking? Yeah, it was, it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, second half, like I say, I actually thought at half-time, I thought he had a good good half. Because you didn't really notice him and he gave the fouls that were fouls. But second half, he just didn't want to give anything, did he? And like I say, I was a Cheltenham fan. I'd be wondering how the hell he hasn't given a penalty. Yeah, I think, I think their fans were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, poor from the ref. Four out of ten, he's probably as high as four because the first half was good. Yeah, I can't, can't disagree with anything you've said there, to be fair. Um, it was shocking, second half. Yeah, awful. absolutely awful. And a quick one for the subs. Obviously, Johnny, me and Tom have already said, we thought Alden did well when he came on. 
Should have scored, but did well when he came on. Proctor looked sharp when he came on. I know he wasn't on the pitch for long, but he looked sharp as well. It worried me, it worried me a little bit that we had to sing Jamie Proctor's name in order to get him off the bench, though. I don't and, believe Daryl Clark's the sort of manager. That no, I don't at all, but it just, yeah, seemed, it a, bit, all seemed a bit odd. <laughs> I think it was just timing for me. Johnny, your thoughts on the subs? Yeah, and Alden did all right. Like, I just, my, 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 my thing with Alden is similar to your thing with politics, Tom. He's not, he's not done anything yet. Yeah. So he, he needs to come and do something. If he scores that header, do you know what I mean? We're turning around and saying he's done something, he's, he's affected the game. And I just, when you're missing that from there, it's, it's so frustrating. But Alice did it at MK, didn't he? Miss yeah, the one on the line, won't it? Yeah. So, like, it's not, um, it's not like saying that players don't do it. Um, and that's why Bears just close your ears a second. That's why it's probably in expected goals terms, it's not a one. Um, it's, it's kind of like it'll be a 0.9 because the majority of them go in. But yeah, it's just that was that was a little frustrating. Um, he showed some nice touches. He looked, um. He looks sharp. He looks fit, which is good. Um, so, do you know what I mean? Like, like you pair said earlier, Clarky trusts him, so we've got to. Um, and on Proctor, I think he looks a man mountain, doesn't he? He's put on some serious muscle since he's been out. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really like face it. I wouldn't like to come up against him. He's so we, we've now, just got now for those misinterpreting what you're saying. It is muscle because he looks lean, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah it's def- he's not poor on weight. It's not like when Jones come back against <laughs> Bristol Rovers wanted. Uh, Bristol Rovers, that was it, where he was to- he, he was towing to- to- three people's caravans. <laughs> the, 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 he's come back, Proctor's come back fit. Um, so he's just got to get football fit now. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that comes with game time, doesn't it? So hopefully, you know, get him another... Can we get him off an hour the weekend, maybe? Yeah, well, you then, got uh, get we've half an hour in the week at some point in 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 some form of either into squad. Like I know yeah. we've got injuries dropping like flies, but either something to do with the youth with the youth setup or or whatnot. But yeah, and then you get half an hour there, and then we've got uh, we've got about eight games in three days, then, haven't we? So yeah, yeah. Um, we've got every Tuesday for three yeah. weeks after this one, haven't we? We've yeah. got this Tuesday off, so enjoy it, everyone. And then it's three <laughs> in a row. Two at home, one away. The Morecambe one sandwiched by Accrington and who's the Barnsley. Barnsley, that's it. Uh, so we had a lot of football coming up in February, so we do need to get players back fit for February and go from there. Johnny, final thoughts? We play seven games in February. Yeah, it's, uh, and it's the shortest pressing month of the year. We play seven games in February. <laughs> <laughs> After playing, what, three in January? Four? Four, we played Forest Green, Peterborough, Derby, and the weekends. Four, no others were the January. It's a game every four days, isn't it? Yeah, well, we've got we've got nineteen games of the season left, and we play seven of them in February. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's bonkers. That, that's bonkers. This is where you will see the squad being used. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> by the end of February, we'll have a pretty good idea where we're going to finish. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd say so. But yeah, I think overall it's two points dropped, probably. Um, but we we also could have easily lost it as well. Um, if the referee's on 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 form and gives a penalty, so um, you've got to be happy get your point away from home, regardless of who it's against. Um, and yeah, we 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 move on, and we just now got to build on build on that. Like we're middle of the road, and hopefully we see we we see a, a signing before the window closes. But if we don't, I'm not utterly utterly like I'm not downbeat about it. So it just means that the lads that we've got have now got to step up and perform and stay fit. Yeah, that's the begging for me. Stay fit. Stay fit. And away games are brought to you by Andy PVFC's taxis. Nothing to do with fake taxi, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Your final thoughts. Uh, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty solid away performance. Uh, like Johnny said at the start, if you keep picking up points away from home, uh, and then you pick up your wins at home, then uh, you'll never be too far away, I wouldn't have thought. Um, I'd like to see possibly another... I would like to see another striker before Tuesday. Um, purely because then we've got three... And I appreciate, yes, it's probably going to be a young lad. Um, and I'm fine with that because I'm hoping they kind of come in as maybe a fourth choice. I'm hoping oh, you've got you. Willow Harrison. Proctor uh, and Meepo. Proctor. We can't, we can't, we, well, we can't have I, strikers. Yeah, I know. Uh, Meepo doesn't do it for me. That's really why I'm saying that. Sending back yeah. for me. Um, but are you sending someone back and getting another kid in and then you're running the risk of him just being well, as shit? Yeah, I think... I think I want a bit more of a... I don't know, Fox in the box type player. Um, so, so basically, what Will Swan's doing for Mansfield? Yeah, because he, he from, from from all reports, he's just tapping him in from the. Oh god, the yeah, I just want someone who's clever with. You don't, you know, I don't. I'm not expecting people to be picking it up on the halfway line and beating three and scoring goals. Not at eighteen, nineteen. Um, I just want someone who's maybe. You know, he's been taught the movement in the box, and when Walter gets to the bar line and he's pulling these shots back, that they're there just to just to strike it home. Um, but like you said, Johnny, not too overly concerned if uh, if we don't bring anybody in. I got the impression from Colin Garlic on Thursday that we possibly will be bringing someone in, but I don't think, like we said before, that it's going to be. Anybody of particular note? Yeah, yeah, I think we'll definitely be trying. So let's see what happens. Uh, get yourselves down to Johnny's. He'll be open Wednesday. So Thursday night, we will be recording Wednesday because on Thursday we'll be going the fans forum down the Vale. So if you've got nothing on Thursday, get yourself over to the website and get your ticket from PBFC hyphen tickets or hyphen shop and then go to tickets, hyphen shop, go to tickets or go down the club shop and get yourself one. And if you've got time, pop and Johnny's beforehand and have a pint. And then Friday, we've got the Gareth Ainsworth dinner with the Supporters Club. I think there's a few tickets left, not many. So I think if there you was want, two, go, I think. Two left. Two left. 45 quid for a night with Gareth Ainsworth. So get yourselves over to the Supporters Club and ask him for a ticket. 
If he's gone, it's gone. First come, first saved. But again, if you go and get yourselves down Johnny's face for a pint, which we may just have to do that uh, as we'll be going. So there's that on Friday. So busy week again. So we'll be recording Wednesday, Johnny. Yeah, we'll be recording Wednesday. Like say the fans forum, which will be interesting seeing as pets um, advertise for that. Let's see if he gets bombed, bombed <laughs> out in, the, in someone else. <laughs> Yeah, if he has, if he has been bombed, if he has been put into the bomb squad, I don't know if he'll be making public appearances or anything. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good game. You've got to think he's injury, haven't you? But who knows? So we'll be back Wednesday, as we said. It'll be with you for Thursday morning sometime. We'll record Wednesday, but until then, have an ale and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking at who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale. And up the veil. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.